Welcome to Live From Lockdown. You got Zach and Dom keeping you company during this time of isolation. Today's podcast comes with the same guarantee that Domino's offer. Under 30 minutes or it's free. <laughs> we have had a few blowouts recently. Yeah, okay. But All this right. one, we're going to be good this time. Would it help if I, on my end, Zach, set a stopwatch so I can watch the time ticking over? Because I'm generally going into these things blind. I have no idea. And then suddenly you'll say we've been talking for 50 minutes. Yeah, you set a uh, Got time a timer going. To there go off go. in 30 minutes. No, Lovely. Have a countdown once oh, the yep. alarm goes off. Okay, I'll set that now. I mean, I'll put it at 29 minutes because we've already been going for a minute. There we go. We've got 28 no, go 30 from left. now. Go 30. Okay, okay. 30, 30 from now, oh, we're off and running. Rolling. Off and running. Oh, these minutes. <laughs> I don't know what to include now. What will be worth it inside yeah. the 30-minute timer? Yeah. I know. It's suddenly everything feels a bit... Like, I feel like I'm going to rush through my stories. Which, to be honest, maybe I should be doing anyway because I might be giving them too much, too much airway. Well, there was something I wanted to pull you up on, Dom. I've been watching the American unfolding of the coronavirus over yeah. the last few days, maybe the last week or two. Sure. And uh, their president, Dom- Donald Trump, he's come out with some interesting ideas on how to cure coronavirus. Yeah. And it actually ticked me in my memory a little bit because... The way that Donald Trump suggests you should cure coronavirus or go about looking for a cure yeah. is extremely similar to the Dom Fay model. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, a couple of weeks ago, you said that you're, you'd be looking around the house, yeah. looking for different items that you could take. No, And that no. you were hoping that scientists That's would not, find an item not that you me. could just take around the house I'd and n- that it would solve coronavirus. And in the last two weeks, the president has suggested that uh, drinking disinfectant could help coronavirus. More recently, he um, has admitted to taking, what is it, hydrochloxerine? Chlory, something like that. And uh, a medicine, a, ma- a malaria medication. <laughs> that One of your other suggestions was that maybe there was a mm. medication already out there that would work. He's hitting the same boxes that you hit. Yeah, okay. Well, a couple of things on that. Firstly, I'm not the president, so I can't be held to account for my scientific theories because no one's taking them seriously. Now, the second point on that I'd like to make as well is that I didn't just, as you put it, say, go around the household finding items and seeing if they'll yeah, cure you the virus. Yeah, you had a taste test no, system. I guess no, and check. Not guess and check. I said maybe scientists could test everything we have to see if it works. Not that I'm going to go around and go, oh, I wonder, look at this, it's honey. Would some honey fix the problem? That's not what you I said was golden saying. golden syrup last time. You said golden syrup. And <laughs> that is not too far from yeah. saying disinfectant. Yeah, okay, I understand your point, but that was my random musings, not a press conference from the President of the United States. So don't group me with him, please, because because I feel like it's not going to be maybe the best six months ahead for Donald Trump. And I, I, I mean, it hasn't been the best three and a half years to this point. So I'd really like to, to avoid being grouped with him if possible. I, I was thinking, because we were, we were just starting our radio show when Donald Trump came mm. into power. Yeah. And there were people at the time... I remember there was a certain feeling amongst some people. Yeah, Some people were for him. Some people were against him. There was also a feeling of, well, it's going to be three years. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Flash forward to 2020. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't think anyone would have predicted this. No, and, and I know there was a, there was seemed to be, and it's hard to think back to 2016, but this sentiment that was somewhat common of, well, look, I don't like his brash tactics, but he's clearly got to his point in the business world with some element of skill. So as much as you might not like some of his decisions, you're not going to be able to say that he's been a failure of a president after this term. And I think it's fair to say, I mean, we've all been, we've all been kind of, um, I don't know, beaten down in terms of the, the scandals and the weird things he keeps saying. So it seems less and less unusual every day, more and more like it is reality. But I, I do wonder if you had a crystal ball to gaze forward in 2016, what would, what we would have thought politics back home dom a little closer to your home actually you literally your backyard news over the weekend that the fire ban for <laughs> backyard fire pits has been lifted it has been revealed that dom's uh fire pit that he's been using in his backyard yeah it's come to light recently you were doing that illegally <laughs> yeah well alongside the and 50 now... other brisbane fire pit oh, owners yeah, you always trying to justify no that's totally your poor fair. Actions. That's legitimate. Yeah, you're trying to just because a lot of people didn't doesn't make it any less illegal. Oh, you're ready to be a dad. If everyone jumped off a cliff, would you go with them? That's what I'm hearing here. Bunnings sell fire pits. It's one of the biggest sellers. So you take this up with your favorite store. Yeah, but they sell axes, but I can't go cut down trees in a forest. <laughs> that's, that's a little bit different because there's things you could use an axe for that are legal. However, a fire pit is there really is only the one use for it. But that's like saying, well, they sell guns, which but they do. Do at Bunnings? Not at Bunnings, no. but you know, in Australia, <laughs> sure. Or they sell knives, and they go, well, you know, yeah. what happens if someone holds up a holds up a bank? I, no, sure, but you can use a knife for cutting vegetables and food. That this is mm. this is exactly my point. A fire pit only has one purpose. Nobody could no, be but saying. My point is that you're yeah. putting the responsibility on them. Well, you, they they wouldn't be able to sell guns, for example, without a license, because you can't do that in Australia. I think the fire pit thing. I feel like if it's one of your biggest sellers, especially coming into the cooler months, and you can't even legally do it in this area, there's got to be some questions asked. But you can. Wasn't the idea that you could cook food on them? Wasn't that the other? option yeah. and i know a lot of the fire pits at bunnings are sold with a grill on top yeah okay that's true that's fair oh is that a grill i wonder what Sometimes. that thing came Depends with that what it is. there's something that what came was, with a fire pit it, well now i'm thinking about it, it looks quite like a grill but i didn't know what it was i thought it maybe was to keep the flames down okay was it a cage like metal yeah device sort of yeah yeah mm. in a sense yeah I'd say Do you reckon? A grill. I was thinking actually when we next have our fire pit, which will probably be in the next few days now it's legal. If you put a sausage on a skewer, could yeah. you cook a sausage over a fire like that? Would that work? Yes, of course it would. That sounds delicious. Why wouldn't it, um, Why wouldn't it work? Well, I thought maybe it could slip off the skewer, possibly. I yeah, thought well, that's a possibility. <laughs> I thought maybe like you know how sausages can they've got a lot of fat on them, they can bubble away. I thought maybe it might bubble away and burn me. Bubble away and burn you. Yeah, like as in the fat will spit. Where at are me. the bubbles going? What? Oh, spitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what a vibe. Well, the fat that's spitting is usually the oil that you've put down on the pan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, well, you know, I'm gonna have sausages on skewers. I honestly, because that way, I if, so even. Have you ever been camping? Yeah, yes, I've been camping. I, school camps and stuff like that, and a couple of other times. Not often, no. I haven't. I, I've never been much of a camper. 
But we did, actually, you'd be impressed with this one. When I was on a month-long school camp that my school made us go on, we did find a way to make a fire, put the embers of the fire all around, like, in a hole in the ground and put a stew in there that cooked. That's pretty impressive. What do you mean, what do you, mean you found a way? That's a, <laughs> like, this, that's a pretty basic no. camp cooking technique. It's pretty impressive, though, isn't it, that we were able to do that? Doing what? In what grade 10. Well, like, impressive? I don't think most people in grade 10 on a school camp without any adult help, would know how to do that. What What do you need to know how to do? Light a fire. <laughs> I don't know what, what... What part was the genius... Okay. The genius thought? Well, there was a friend of mine in our grade. Sam Thompson was his name. He was the man who knew how to do this. The other seven of us on this particular camp had, had never heard of this as a cooking technique. And our minds were blown when he put embers so into on. this so hole in the ground. So someone had done it before, so you didn't come up with it. Oh, no, no. He was like, when I said we did it, really he did it. I didn't. I was not really involved. I consumed the food. I I was not really involved outside of that. But he kind of said it. Some type of, you had some type of cast iron uh, pot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember him saying as if the, the idea had just hit him. What if we dug a hole in the ground and put the embers from the fire, you know, the coal from the fire all around the ground and then put the pot in there? That would cook it, wouldn't it? Like an oven. And we all thought you're a genius. Why has no one ever thought of this? Now, secondly, well, firstly, lots of people have thought of this. Over, by the way, thousands and thousands of years, because (laughs) it's a traditional way of cooking things, obviously, without the cast iron pot. Mm. But why um, was the stew, was this a pre-cooked stew that you were heating up? No, no, no. Or was it a raw meat? It was raw meat. Raw meat, yeah. 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 What's your concern? Yes. No concern. I had assumed that it was probably just reheating, so it was even less impressive than it already oh, right. was. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, th- this particular guy was quite talented. Um, you know, he was kind of the bare grills of the grade. So I remember doing that much at a much younger age, Dom. Okay, well, you know... What's year 10? 15? 14? Sure. Didn't you used to, didn't you used to wrap potatoes in alfoil and throw them in the, the coals? Never. I've when never done kid? that. I've never done that. That's never happened to, to me. Baked potatoes? I've done, put them in the oven before, wrapped in alfoil. Right. I've got to be clear, Zach. I didn't, I've not been the sort of person who goes camping. My, um, my mum. No, well, three minutes ago, I asked yeah. if you had, and you said, <laughs> yes, of course. I've been on a few, but my mum is very anti camping. Uh, and so She's our family. Fine. Yeah. Like Oh, uh, there's a few reasons she doesn't like camping. She she prefers, as she has said many times, to have a solid bed and solid walls and a solid roof. That's mm-hmm. kind of her metric when we go places. We've actually there's been a running theme in our family that Mum Judy Faye is pretty good at getting an upgrade. And if you go to a hotel or anywhere, Mum ha- will find a way. You book a standard room. Mum will find a way to get you into the corner suite. So that, how does she easy. do that? Uh, I've seen it like use a few different tactics. One will be saying something like it's a really special holiday for our family, so if there's anything else available, that'd be really that would be really uh, appreciated. The the desperate one I've seen her pull out a few times is I think our room smells like cigarette smoke, and then they have to mm. move you. And the only spare room the hotel has well, these are both pretty sweet. dishonest. <laughs> what happens well, if they downgrade I, you and they go sorry we've only got something smaller <laughs> but obviously it doesn't smell like cigarette smoke so you you're gonna take it <laughs> no okay so neither of those are dishonest mum will only say it if there is a tiny hint of cigarette smoke or if we're on a i mean a special family weekend that that's that's um you know subjective 
You could say any weekend's a special family weekend. But it is pretty amazing to the the point that we went on a we went on one big family holiday to America when I was um, quite young. And even over there, mum would be getting us into the, the, the nicest rooms in the hotel just by, you know, we'd book a standard room. She'd go up and talk at the front desk and then she'd come back and say we're in the presidential suite or something like that. It was always remarkable. And was it, did it add to your enjoyment, do you think, of the DVDs you were watching in those rooms <laughs> instead of looking at the sites and the cultural aspects of New York being yeah. in the presidential suite was uh, Family Guy Shut more up. hilarious it was South Park not Family it Guy South Park. <laughs> my brother Ash and I did buy 10 seasons of South Park and watch them instead of seeing New York but I'm sure the Statue of Liberty has been seen by enough people I mean I've seen that in pictures I didn't and South to- Park has it? <laughs> It is. I do find it bizarre in hindsight to think that I didn't go. I remember mum and dad, I can vividly remember in the hotel room saying, we're going on the cruise to see the Statue of Liberty. Do you want to come? And me saying, oh, I think Cartman's getting up to something hilarious in this next episode. (laughs) I might hang around. But the worst part about it actually was the fact that when we got back, I still had three weeks of school holidays left where I could have watched all those DVDs. There was nothing urgent about it. Uh, I'll tell you an upgrade story that was a little bit awkward. Mm. When I was in Japan last year, I was in Tokyo, and it took us quite a while to find the hotel. It was probably... And also, we flew in pretty late. So, it was like 11.30 at night. And this... It was kind of a hotel. <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, I guess it was a hotel, but it was like very... It was small. Mm. And so, they did have... I kept emailing them because I'm like, I hope there's someone at the front desk because we're going to be screwed otherwise. And they did have someone who I assume was there overnight. But anyway, we walked in at midnight and he obviously was Japanese and he could speak English, but not super confidently. Sure. And he he was super friendly and nice and he was like trying to tell a joke to us, but we had just been like on a whole day of travel. I've been just, we had walked like kilometers you know, through Tokyo at almost midnight. And so, and then there was quite a large language barrier as well. And so he said, we've upgraded you to the biggest room. It's huge. And my reaction, because I was so flat, I was just like, oh, thank you so much. That's really nice. He then felt quite awkward that I didn't pick up that that was a joke because he knows that every room in that hotel is tiny. All I did right. not know that. <laughs> and so <laughs> so I was like, thank you so much. That's, you know, that's, that's really nice of you. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm joking. It's actually very small. <laughs> and then the room was so oh, no. small that I could touch each wall. Uh, I could stand in the middle and I could touch the left-hand wall and the right-hand wall without moving, had my hands, my palms flat on the walls. Wow. And then we put our stuff down and we were starving. So we went out to get some food and we came back and the door was locked and he couldn't figure out how to open it. So he gave us, even though all our stuff was in there, we had to sleep in another room in the clothes that we were in (laughs) until the locksmith could come out in the morning. That sounds like a lovely... Aren't holidays more memorable though when things go wrong? That's right. As it's long as you can make it that. through. I said yeah. that to my wife, actually, because we... I've got this photo on our wall of, uh, of you know, we're riding a bike around a lake in Japan. Mm. And it was meant to be the guy told us it was a two-hour ride. It ended up being like three and a half. Once you got to the other side of the lake, it was incredibly dangerous. There was no bike path. Cars were going past it at least 70 or 80. And this is in like a country town. So the road is so thin. So it goes lake, an extremely thin road. 
sure. and then mountainside. And yeah. so buses, tour buses are going by. And like if I had like put my thumb out to hitchhike, I would have lost my thumb. That's how close they're coming by. Jeez. And the guy didn't give us helmets either. And so we're cruising around at nightfall comes. And so it's going dark. I mean, the bikes did have lights on them, but it's like, it's in the country. It's pitch black. Mm. And we got very close. We went past this like country mechanic and I had my wallet and I was trying to figure out how I could communicate how much money would it be to put the bikes in the back of the truck and you guys take us back to the hotel. Until, that was until the lake did start to... We, it started to come around to a point where it looked like we were coming back home. Anyway, it was like pretty horrendous in the moment. We thought that there was a possibility that we would die. And I was saying to my <laughs> wife, looking at the photo the other day at our house, I'm like, I know in the moment that was awful, mm. but seeing as we survived and the holiday went on to be really good, yeah. I actually feel like that was kind of better to happen. It was oh, kind of completely. better that we had this crazy experience because the alternative was we just turned around at the point that it was safe. We made it back by, you know, we made it back to the hotel by sundown and then we would have had a quiet night. I'm like, well, it's an adventure. To that think completely. Back on. And there's a story to tell with it. I mean, you're 100% right. If your, ho- if your holiday had gone completely according to plan at every stage of the journey, what have you got to tell anybody when you get back? We had the Food's same holiday everyone's had. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's this. what I mean. They have soup for breakfast. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> You need things to go wrong. Like, I mean, there was, um, I think I've told you this story before, but when I went on a, a school trip, the other time I'd been overseas, apart from New Zealand, I went on a school trip to Greece and Italy, um, an ancient history tour. And it was done very much on as much of a budget as you can. And when we were in Rome, we were staying in these dormitory sort of accommodations. There would have been about 20 or 30 people to a room. And um, anyway, I ended up initially, because they I don't think they'd communicated this is a school tour group coming. They had put me into a room full of, as like a grade 11 student from Australia, 20 or 30 strangers. And so all the other people from the school were in the same room. There was a guy's room and a girl's room, but my booking alone had initially been put in... Was this some type of like a uh, hostel, like yeah. backpackers? Yeah, yeah. And it was a bit, there was a bit of a misunderstanding and it all got fixed up and I was in with the guys in the guys room. And I remember that happening, but I did think afterwards, you know, that would have been a better story for me and my friends on that trip. If I was in the room with all the strangers, do you know what I mean? That would have mm. been more of a story to tell in future years rather than fixing up the administrative problem. Wouldn't that have been more entertaining? That's right. Yeah. You, you need things to go the story wrong. was going. <laughs> No, but I have come to the same conclusion that yes, it would have been a better story. No, I'm trying to Instead illustrate of that that was a brief conversation at the front desk, an admin error that they soon cleared up. I'm trying. To it would have been better if something actually happened. I'm yes. trying to illustrate that exact point through a story where it didn't happen. That's my that right. I'm trying to prove my point. I mean, if you want one where things did go wrong, there was the time we were in America and the airline lost mine and my older brother Ash's bags, which sadly did include all the South Park DVDs we'd just bought in New York. Lucky you'd watched them. (laughs) Well, the fun thing about that is um, we got all this insurance money from the airline to, to go and buy new clothes for the rest of our trip. And I remember we just went to Walmart because we just needed clothes. Like we had another week left of the holiday. We just needed whatever clothes we could get as soon as possible. And there was about two years where all of my casual clothes were different American sporting teams shirts because that was all they had for sale at Walmart that night we went there. 
So I had the San Francisco 49ers and all that. It sucks to... I've never had the experience of them losing the luggage and I hope Mm. never to. But if you have insurance and they give you cash, I mean, it's kind of like a bit of uh, going on a shopping spree. Yeah. It's it's like the uh, scene in the movie where the montage you're coming out of the dressing room and you say <laughs> yes or no yeah you, you know your yep. family member they're like Mm-mm. Or, oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I guess it's a bit different when you're on a limited holiday and you've only got like a bit of time to find those clothes because i remember going into yeah, the right. walmart with dad and dad said you need to find like 10 sets of clothes for the day and like a few sets of pajamas and all that and you have half an hour so just go so i wasn't it's even like trying that old on. show I have very little memories of this, but do you remember the show that was you have a certain amount of time mm. and you have a trolley and whatever goes into the trolley you get to keep. Yeah, remember I remember that. that. Show? Yeah, and they still crazy. they still I mean, do I shopping used to have sprees like that. Of that. Yeah. Do they? Where? I've heard of them doing shopping sprees. Maybe that's not really what they mean anymore. Maybe it's just like you can buy to a certain amount. But every time you've heard the term shopping spree, yeah. did you think that's what it was? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Is it not? No, no it's just someone <laughs> buying a lot of things. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, this is for free. Like, you got to put anything in the trolley for free. So, what would you, if you're going through, like, a Westfield and you got one yeah, trolley... Well, this was the conversations we would always have yeah. in the schoolyard. Sure. Well, you got to go for the highest yield items. So, I'd yeah. be straight to the Apple store. Yeah, And I'd be putting sure. the iPads or the iPhones in. Yeah. Although, they don't have them on the shelves, do they? Whatever, the highest yield item, maybe JB. Yeah, I'd that's be getting, fair. you know... No, you'd want small, wouldn't you? So you'd have iPhones. I think that's... Or the jewellery shop. They'd yeah. probably shut those doors first because they know that. Because <laughs> you could quickly rings. rack up hundreds of thousands Isn't of it funny, though, that my mind initially went to, like, my favourite shops? See, I'm not thinking strategic. I was thinking, like, I'll go to T2 and get some tea, stock up on some tea. Oh, well, I can... To be honest, after being to T2 recently, that would be one of the higher <laughs> yield items. Where the hell are they getting those tea leaves from? The moon? <laughs> I tried to buy because I love their Melbourne breakfast tea. It's my favourite tea, pretty much. They've got a few that I'm a big fan of, but the Melbourne breakfast is brilliant. And I tried to buy another, like, tin of tea bags, 60 tea bags. So 60 tea bags, you know, from Woolies of standard tea will be, like, four bucks, five bucks max. It was $38. $38. I just, I can't justify that. I've looked for cheaper loose leaf tea. Yeah. like, they're pulling out, pulling out leg here. Mm-hmm. Because I got a nice teapot in Japan. Oh, lovely. And I was like, well, I need some loose leaf tea. Uh, it's actually not that much cheaper anyone else. So I don't know what the market is for loose leaf tea. I don't know why it's so much more expensive. Interesting. I think one of those brands needs to like mass produce it. Dilmar mm. or Lipton. Like someone, one of the big brands. Because that, the tea yeah. bags, yeah, it's so cheap. Do you, are you prefer a loose leaf tea to a tea bag? Because uh, yeah, I sure can't taste not. the difference. I can't taste the difference, and I can't figure out what well, the difference is. I mean, is. I guess the idea is less—it's less packaging as well. Sure. I mean, yeah, if you're true. buying high-quality tea bags from T2, mm. I assume they're putting the same tea in the tea bag as they are loose leaf. Mm. So, to you, the only advantage would be that loose leaf is probably cheaper. You yeah, know, true. You'd probably get more drinks out of it, and there's less packaging if you're concerned about that. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm, you're not. I no, I am somewhat. I've reconsidered where I would go first. I reckon. Yeah. I know that you will think this is like a stupid thing to do in terms of it's not the most financially viable one. But I reckon I would stock up on clothes for the next like five years. 
Like that, if I had the trolley and I was but going to a shopping centre. Could you make that center, decision that quickly? Because I know that clothes have been contentious for you previously. Where you bought clothes. Actually, more often than not, the clothes you buy never get worn. Because, you That's know, not either, the, either the assistant was too flattering. <laughs> you feel like they misled you. Or maybe there was a mirror that the lighting looked a bit different. Yeah, no, there were a few instances over the course of 12 to 18 months where some outfits I'd purchased didn't really make it through to the wearing stage. That's not common, though. I'm just thinking I could go, you know, semi-straight into Maya or Big W. I can stock up on underpants and socks for the next five or ten years. The ho- I'll go, mm. like, normally I'll just buy the Big W undies and socks. But if I've got an unlimited budget, semi to Maya. Yeah, go Calvin Klein. Yeah, I'll go Calvin go Klein. I will have nice undies and socks for the next 10 years. I'll just buy packets well, and packets of them. I imagine you'd be going to your favorite store, Connor, and getting <laughs> 48 dark blue shirts. <laughs> well, you can see me wearing one right now. The basic tees at Connor have got me through for, for some time now. Yeah, This is what I mean, though, because, yes, you're right. If you left there with 100 iPhones or 500 iPhones, you certainly are going to get bang for your buck, and you can sell those off and make good money from them. But then you have to go back to the shop to do your shopping. This is the convenience of going home with your clothes for the next 10 years. Dom, last time we spoke about names for my uh, incoming baby. Yes. And we spoke about names that you weren't allowed to call your baby. I've actually found the list of the 46 names you can't use in Australia. Oh, yeah. Some of them are pretty obvious. Some not so much. So you can't use uh, relationship names. So like brother and sister, stuff like that. You can't use names of ranks in the army or the police force so admiral cadet interesting Interesting. you can't use judge which was surprising because i think in america you can use judge right okay well i don't think so what makes you think you can i thought there was an actor and his name was judge oh judge reinhold the guy from santa claus you're thinking of um you're thinking of the man who becomes charlie's stepfather in the santa claus I might, maybe, yeah, so there you go. So Judge is a nickname. Yeah, okay. Edward is his actual name. I was thinking, you know, that that would put a lot of questions around some of the judges in the, like Judge Judy, for example. Is she actually a judge or is her surname Judy, her first name Judge? Now, Dom, I would like you to put a pause on the timer, if you would. Oh, okay. We've got four minutes, 28. (laughs) My dogs are crying outside. I'm not sure if you can hear them. (laughs) Faintly. But if you can hear them. Yeah. This is just going to keep going. And it has just started raining, so they're probably cold. I'll just be a second. Okay. We're back with four minutes on the clock. Yep. The one I really wanted to point out to you, the, the name that you can't name your kid. Mm. Um, Commodore is on the list. <laughs> really? Which strikes me as a situation where people have wanted that name. Yeah, yes, that that wasn't initially on the list. That's one they've had to add. But why? Why why is that off limits? It's a brand name. See, because what was interesting is Falcon, Commodore's largest competitor, not Mm. on the list. Just Commodore. There's no other. There's no uh, Hilux. Yeah. There's no Mazda 2. We know that Mercedes Corby. You know, you can call your kid Mercedes, but why not Commodore? Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. <laughs> sure. But, I mean, it's But it's now possible. also that the Commodore's not 
made in Australia anymore or not made. How yeah. long will it be till you we see some Commodores running around? Yeah, it's a good point. Make some new Commodores in Australia. That or, surprises me. Is Commodore... Is it the reference to... Because isn't, isn't that a title in the Navy? No, that's Commandant, I think you're thinking of. Or Commander, maybe. It's interesting, though. I was just thinking, speaking of the Santa Claus reference with Judge Reinhold... Do you reckon you could call your kid Santa? Is that legal? I'll have a look on the list. See if Santa's on there. I'm just thinking, you know, if if oh, you there you go, Commodore is a rank in the Navy. So oh, that would be there we one. go. Interesting. Well, then Commodore fans, Holden fans, would be filthy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just thinking, Zach. If your last name was Claus, there'd have to be people whose last name is Claus in the world. Call your kid okay. Santa. You set them up for life. Uh, Santa's not on the page. There we go. Okay. Oh, no, there's Satan, Saint, <laughs> yep. Seaman, and Surgeon. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sergeant, sorry. That's ridiculous. So they're all around titles, but they don't consider Santa to be a title. That's interesting. Sir, you can't be sir, you can't be sister, but you well, can be Santa. What do you think you and your wife would think about a little Santa Manda? Running around the place. Well, we could go middle name Claus. Yeah, Santa, Santa Claus, Claus Manda. That's that's not bad. Mm. That's got potential. Santa I mean, Claus is coming to town. Don would yeah. be singing it every time he came around. Absolutely, which is not frequent. But but yeah, every single, this is the, this is the thing, Zach. If you call your kid Santa, I know that if you give them a certain name, you can set them in a direction. You know, for for where right. how they're going to travel in their life. You give them the name Santa and you're guaranteeing a kid who loves Christmas and has, you know, the Christmas joy for, for their whole life, I reckon. Or maybe the opposite now that it comes to my mind about what school kids can be like in the schoolyard. Maybe they come to loathe the season they're named after. With one minute left on the clock, Dom, let's do What's He Whistling. Yeah. I will just say, to, yeah. so just briefly before What's He Whistling, I wanted to tell you a story about something that happened at the can pharmacy. Can you get it in in the in the, the uh, minute we have left? Not with a not with Give a good a whistle. Give it a not with a good whistle. Like, a I, no, I, I'm saving it, it for next well, why time. Why don't we do? We'll do what's he whistling after the thirty minute timer. Mm-hmm. I reckon so, I'm going to tease so, this though. I reckon people should come back for this story. I reckon it's that good. All right, On, come back for my story uh, from uh, the pharmacy. Early next week, we're going to hear a story about the pharmacy and what what exactly what direction is the story in. Uh, if, if, somebody, if it was on Netflix and we were yeah. click and we we're clicking genre, sure. Is it in the feel good rom com? <laughs> is it in the thriller, the horror? Yeah, horror. I would say it is. It is <laughs> someone overhearing me order an embarrassing medication. We'll leave okay, it there for the minute. We're gonna hear a story about gastro stops coming up <laughs> next week on the podcast. I'm glad that you picked the medication instantly. Um, okay, so we're doing was it. Actually, that? Yeah, it was gastro stop. But uh, the story of who heard it and what happened there, I will say for next podcast. Right now, though, Zach, what's he whistling? Uh, we are doing TV themes at the moment. We did have last episode was Doctor Who, the Doctor Who theme I was whistling. I only, had no idea. You were so confident that everyone would know there wasn't that many people no, coming through. Only Samuel and Laura got, got the Doctor Who theme. Now, I don't know if that's because it was a harder whistle or if people are dropping their interest in this particular segment. It's hard to tell. I think tell. it was a combination of that. <laughs> yeah. And then also, oh, is that our 30 seconds? That's our, our timer. timer. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got to get What's He Whistling done then. I think it's a combination of people losing interest, it mm. being a bit more niche, yeah. and the fact that it was an hour, 10 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> 
Sure, that's probably fair. Uh, okay, so Laura was first in. So I'm whistling Laura's theme today. If you think you know what TV show theme this is, message collecting out on Facebook. Also include in your message a TV theme you would like to request me to whistle for the next episode. Here we go. <clears throat> There we go. Well done. I think I've got it. I think it's a show that uh, mm. was subject to a horrible remake. Oh, I think it correct? was too. Yeah, I, I think it... Yeah. Oh, here's another hint. It's a show theme that you would know quite well, Zach. Me? Yeah. Just sit with that hint I, for a while. Okay. From a segment that we did on the show. Uh, <laughs> I might have given it away there. I might have given it away. But I wanted to make sure you knew where I was coming from. So, yeah, there we I go. Like, you... I, the, the two things talked about in the song, yeah, the occupation and the pet, <laughs> neither of them apply to me. <laughs> so I was like, what? Have I, did yeah. I tell you that I'd got a new job? <laughs> um, if you know or what it is. very confused looking at my dogs? <laughs> if, you, if you think you know what it is, Message collecting out on Facebook, and I will whistle your request next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. We almost made our 30-minute guarantee. You know what? I'm going to give it to us. It was pretty close. Yeah. All that happened is the pizza came in 30 minutes, but we ended up having a bit of a chat with the delivery driver on the driveway. Completely. That's not a part of their time. It's not no. about when you start eating it. It's about when it arrived at your door. <laughs> and we got it in in 30 minutes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Bye!